Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. Join us April 11th through the 14th. It's time to talk about investing with exchange-traded funds. Welcome to the ETF of the Week, where we get the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the Week is... The Emerging Markets Internet and E-Commerce ETF, ticker symbol EMQQ. EMQQ. The Emerging Markets Internet and E-Commerce ETF. Now, Internet and E-Commerce, that is always going to pique people's interest. But Emerging Markets, well, right now, that piques some people's interest and it lights other people's danger signs. So why this fund this week? Well, when you talk about interest and danger signs, and really when you think about how many things can go wrong for an ETF, this is one of those examples, Chuck. But at the same time, you and I have been at this for long enough. When you see a good investment vehicle have a tough time, it usually doesn't extend for many, many months or even years. So this ETF, again, focusing in on emerging market, e-commerce and internet companies, these companies are going to be the future. You talk about innovation, you talk about disruption, you talk about growth in certain areas of the world where they're seeing growth a lot faster than we are. It's got all the right businesses. However, internet e-commerce has fallen off precipitously in the last 12 months. Uh, just ask Kathy Wood. And then on top of that, you mix in emerging markets. It's got China. It actually had some Russia companies in there as well. You've seen what's gone on regarding the U.S threatening delisting of certain Chinese companies on U.S. exchanges and how people are scrambling to get these same companies listed on the Hong Kong exchange. That's kind of all part of it. But bottom line, Chuck, is if you like e-commerce, you like internet companies, you like investing in growth, especially in emerging markets, and you feel the long-term trend will be there, you have an opportunity to buy a lot of these good companies on sale, drastically on sale. I mean, from their highs of a year ago, we're talking about not 50% off, but at one point in time, just a couple of weeks ago, it was 75% off its highs. And still these companies are growing. So I'll tell you, if I was in my 30s, 40s, or 50s, I would put a a chunk of money in this and just forget about it. If you want to get younger people involved, especially who can appreciate not only growth we're seeing in the U.S., but compared to growth that we're seeing overseas, this is just definitely something to think about. And short term, the bloom coming off the rose with internet companies 
and the issues that we're having with the plumbing of Chinese companies and the audit process and exchange listings, we'll get through that. Eventually, something will work out, but I would just look at one of these opportunities that don't come along that often and say, this is something you should note. I'd love to be able to mark this date a year from now, Chuck, and see how much off the recent lows this ETF is. We can do that, Tom. We have that capability. We can set a calendar reminder to say we want to look back at this. I say that not joking because I think it's a great idea, but also because I am stunned that this fund was just described by you as something you would want to set some money into and leave it be for a long time. And here's why. Talk about a fund that has either been feast or famine. This fund's first full calendar year was 2015. Top 1% of its peer group. The next year, bottom 5% of its peer group. 2017, the top 1% of its peer group. 2018, dead last in its peer group. 2019, top 2% of its peer group, followed by 2020, top 1% of its peer group. 2021, dead last in its peer group. And year to date, 99th percentile, so almost dead last in its peer group. This is the quintessential feast or famine fund. And you are saying you'd rather hold it long term. I would have looked at this and said, if ever there was a trend following ETF, this would be it. It is a trend following ETF for sure, but a 200-day average wouldn't have helped you in this regard. It just moves too quickly, number one. Number two, Chuck, emerging markets have drastically underperformed global markets and the U.S. markets in the last five or six years. However, they continue to advance and grow at a much faster rate than the U.S., their technology, their accounting standards have increased dramatically. Investors in the U.S. where 10 years ago, we used to count on most investors having some allocation to emerging markets. It's not that way today. And why is that? Are the companies not as good as they were 10 years ago? No, they're a lot better. It's just that you were getting better performance in the U.S. Valuations in the U.S. compared to valuations in emerging markets, you, you can get things for almost 50% off from a valuation standpoint too. Chuck, I know you're probably shocked that I'm saying, especially as this thing has declined recently, 75% off its high, how would I feel comfortable recommending it? You don't see good companies drop off this dramatically so quickly while at the same time have such growth that they've experienced in such strong valuation. So again, let's come back in a year. If this is not above $33 a share, I'll shave my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, for those who don't know, as we used to play when this show started 10 years ago, and Tom has been here for the entire 10 years of money life, Tom is not just a shave your head club customer. He's the president of the shave your head club. And we'll play that intro, by the way, when we get to the 10-year anniversary of ETF of the week. I'm shocked more just because, like I said, this seems to me like an ultimate trend-following play, not because I don't like the concept. I think the concept is brilliant, but I am curious because you did say it was a trend-following play. It is above its 20-day moving average. That's something you might use if you're truly thinking it's short-term. It's a little bit below its 50-day moving average, and it's way below its 200-day moving average. So we know you're not using 200. Are you going all the way to 20 on this if you're going to use it as a moving average play? Chuck, for the average investor, 
they're just not going to use a short-term moving average. And, and with all the whipsaws that happen with short-term moving averages, the discipline to have to watch and execute on it all the time, the average listener to ETF of the week is just not going to do it. I mean, for example, not only did it drop almost 75% off its high, but just a few short weeks ago, it came off its low by 30% in just a matter of weeks. There was a lot of volatility here, and part of that was the threat of delisting of Chinese stocks on U.S. exchanges, and then at the same time, China come in and supporting those same companies in a very, very public way. So there was a lot going on from a a news standpoint that a moving average is not going to help you catch it, and I wouldn't recommend that to anybody who doesn't have that trading discipline. However, from a long-term allocation standpoint, especially as many people today are looking to diversify out of fixed income, looking to diversify out of large-cap U.S. stocks, this is an area that if you don't have an allocation to emerging markets and you feel like you're going to continue to not only get good value but good growth, it's something to consider. This is a fund where a lot of the stocks – even though they're emerging market stocks, they're not going to be unfamiliar. Their names like Alibaba and Mercado Libre, JD.com and Baidu. With that being the case and this fund being as volatile as it is, are you a little more careful as to who should add this? If folks have a big slug of internet commerce, even if it's not all emerging markets, do they maybe not find this as good a fit because it makes them overweight or you're willing to take that chance? Let me answer the question this way, Chuck. Amazon twice over its history, dropped 90% in value. Did the company ever have a tough period of time or did it ever have slower growth? It didn't. It was the same company all along and continued to put up better and better growth and profitability numbers. With that in mind, and you mentioned companies like Alibaba, Mercado Libre, I mean, all those companies are really, really solid financially and are continued to show great growth. Are they all going to turn into Amazon? Probably not. But collectively, they're really good companies. And collectively, over time, these companies will be talking about more and more in the future. We may not have opportunities to buy them collectively on sale to this extent. I'm just bringing it out as an ETF of the week because it's had a huge pullback. Valuations are there, and most people don't have emerging market exposure it would be great if some people said, you know what, that's right, a 5% allocation or something like that. I can stomach that and hold on to it for the next five years and see what happens. Most importantly, I want to see Leiden shave his head. It is the EMQQ, a pick that is going to require some daring. But Tom is daring enough to wager his haircut on it. And that's why the Emerging Markets Internet and E-Commerce ETF is the ETF of the week. Tom, great stuff as always. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast by going to MoneyLifeShow.com or by searching for it on your favorite podcast app. You can learn all about investing in exchange-traded funds from soup to nuts, what's trending, what's happening, and more by going to ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETFtrends and Tom Lydon, my guest, their chief executive, he's on Twitter at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the Week is available for you every Thursday, and we hope you'll subscribe and follow along on your favorite podcast app. And if you have the time, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review because they really do help. Until we do this again next week, 
Happy investing, everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe.